anybody ready for the word of the Lord in this place today? Grab your Bibles, go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37. I won't be before you long today, but I've got a word for this house. Genesis chapter 37. You will find my assignment beginning here. I want to take a look at a few moments, a few scenes from the life of Joseph this morning. Because ultimately you can't discuss dreams and not talk about Joseph. And I want to look at just a few moments in the storyline of Joseph's life this morning as a text for what God's assignment is in this place. Genesis 37 verse 19 this is his brothers speaking and they said one to another behold this dreamer cometh come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him listen to this and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Chapter 42, verse number 9. The first phrase simply says, And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them. Chapter 45, verses 5 through 8. Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves that ye sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. Listen to Joseph's perspective. You thought you were selling me into slavery, but it was actually the hand of God sending me. I wonder if there's anybody in the building uh, who's ever been able to look at trouble in your life uh, and say, I know it looks bad, uh, but it's nothing uh, less uh, than the hand of God uh, leading and guiding my life. God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in the which shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. Woo! When you can look at your enemies and those that tried to destroy you and let them know it wasn't your hand that did this to me. It was the hand of God. You thought it was you in control, but God was just using you as a tool to get me where I was supposed to be. Chapter 45, verse 26. This is his brothers testifying to their father. And told him, saying, I love this phrase, Joseph is yet alive. I got news for the enemy. Joseph is yet alive. I got news for those that were waiting for me to die. Joseph is yet alive. I got news for those that were waiting on my demise. 
and waiting for me to fail and wait. Come on, somebody. I got a word for you. Joseph is yet alive. Somebody ought to lift your voice and declare to the devil this morning, I'm yet alive. You tried to kill me, but I'm still here. You tried to discourage me, but I'm still here. You tried to get me to give up, but I'm still. Joseph is yet Somebody say, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. I'm not just aliving, I'm thriving. Oh, yeah. I didn't just survive, but I came out to thrive. I didn't just barely make it. I went from the bottom all the way to the, I wish I had a witness. Chapter 50, verse 18. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. See, y'all are missing that because this was where it all started, was a dream. And now he's watching the dream become reality. All the headache, come on, all the heartache, all the struggles, all of the trials, all of the tests, all of the temptation. I went through all of that and now I'm looking at the very thing I dreamed about and here it is. His brethren fell down and they said, behold, we be thy servants. Verse 20, Joseph says, but as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good Woo! to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. And for a few moments, I just want to preach a prophetic word in this house. And the word is simply when dreams become reality when dreams I can feel it in the building right now one more time somebody ought to throw your hands as high as you can get them and reach into the clouds reach into the heavenlies and put your hand on that dream one more time put your fingertips come on reach until you can touch it reach until it's in your view again reach until you can see it a little more clearly reach until you can hear the sound reach until something in you connects with the dream of God oh it's in the building it's in the building you may be seated let me start by preaching and telling somebody that one of the prerequisites to the dream becoming reality is your ability not to let go of it has anybody lived life long enough to understand that the moment there is a dream from God birthed in you, that there is an assignment from hell to try and kill 
the dream that God put uh, inside of you. I just need a few honest people in the building uh, that have ever been there before uh, with a dream in your spirit uh, and a vision in your heart uh, only to come face to face uh, with something uh, that said it'll never happen. Uh, only to come face to face uh, with a voice and a mentality uh, that would tell you uh, it's nothing but a pipe dream. Uh, it's never going to be reality. Uh, it's too far-fetched. Uh, where you got your head in the clouds? Uh, you're not even, is there anybody beside me uh, who's ever had some God-sized dreams uh, that surpassed your intellect uh, and surpassed reasonability uh, and you had to face voices? I'll tell you what they are. They are spirits of unbelief. Because faith is the substance of things. What I'm hoping for, what I'm believing God for, and it is the evidence of things that are not seen. What God wants to know is can I give you a dream? How far can you carry it without being able to see it come to pass? How long can you carry it when everything inside of you and every voice outside of you is telling you it'll never happen. It'll never come to pass. It's impossible. Oh, that spirit of unbelief will do everything it can to assassinate this was the sentiments of Joseph's brothers. Here cometh this dreamer. It reeked of envy and insecurity. Watch out for the voices that celebrate their dreams but try to kill yours. What is he thinking? And the phrase, we're going to put him in a pit. We're going to take his coat. And we're going to see what will become of his dreams. When we put him in the pit and we take his coat from him, let's see if he can still dream then. Let's see if he can still dream from the inside of a pit with no water and no reprieve from the elements. Let's see if he can dream still when he doesn't have this coat that represents his father's favor in his life and he doesn't have the house anymore and he doesn't have the car anymore and he doesn't have the prestige. I'm preaching to somebody. And he doesn't have the prestige. Let's strip him of all of the accoutrements of what a blessing looks like and then let's see what will be come of his dream. What I want to know this morning is are there any dreamers in the house that know what it's like to live in a stripped down state and everything in your environment wants to convince you that your dream wasn't real and the verdict is out. The verdict is still out. What's going to become of their dreams? Are they going to let it die are they going to bury we will see what becomes of the dream their thought process was before we put him in that pit the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take his coat from him you see they could have cast him into the pit with his coat but there was significance. And they said, if we take the coat, then we strip him of the favor and the dream. I've got news for the devil this morning. You might steal my coat, but you can't have my dream. I wish somebody would rise up in the building and let the enemy know this morning, you can steal my coat.
boat, but you can't have my dream. You might take my stuff. You might, I might lose my position. You might take what belongs to me, but devil, there's one thing that you'll never get your hands on. You'll never be able to touch the dream that God gave me. You can put me in a pit. You can put me in a prison. You can beat me. You can lie on me, but I've got a dream on the inside of me. I need some dreamers in the building to come up out of your seat and serve notice to the enemy in this place. I've still got a dream in my spirit. I know it looks rough. I know my life took unexpected turns. I know I went through some things that I never thought I'd go through. But devil, you can't have my dream. You might steal my coat. I might lose a car. I might lose my house. My health might be challenged. But you can't have my dream. Who am I preaching to in the building? Somebody needs to let hell know. You can't have my whatever you do. Don't let go of your dream. You might have to let go of some relationships. But don't let go of your dream. You might have to let go of your job. But don't let go of your dream. You might have to forfeit some coach in your life. But whatever you do, don't let go of your dream. Somebody give him a praise. Hell is hoping you forfeit your dream. Hell is hoping you give up on your dream. Hell is waiting for you to throw in the towel. But Pastor Spalaza, I came to serve notice to hell. You can't have my dream. You can't have my dream. Baby, if you kill me, my dream will go with me. And I wish I had a witness. If you take my life, my last breath will be with a dream in my heart and a dream in my spirit. I need the voice of every dreamer in the building. Let me know the size of your dream by the loud of your scream. Come on. I want to know how big your dream is by how loud your scream is. Somebody needs to pull it out of a box this morning. Somebody needs to pull it out and hold it up and shout in this place. I still got my dream. I still got my promise. I still got the fear. Wow. Somebody with a dream, lift your voice in this place. Where are my dreamers at? Where's my Joseph's at? Where's my dreamers? Where's my dreamers? I've been bruised, but I'm still dreaming. I've been broken, but I'm still, still dreaming. I've been through hell, but I'm still dreaming. I've been through high waters, but I'm still dreaming. I've had to climb some mountains, but I'm still dreaming. I've had to go through valleys, but I'm, I'm still dreaming. Go ahead. Go ahead. Knock the dust off that dream. Unlock the box on that dream. Remove the ropes off the dream. Take the chains back up. I'm not leaving my dream in 2023. 
I'm not leaving my dreams behind. I'm not leaving my promises. Somebody give him a praise. Come on. I'm going to give somebody just another moment. Because just now you made up your mind. I'm not leaving my dream behind. Just now it kicked in. Just now the anointing got on you. Just now God touched you. Come on. It might be heavy. It might be hard to hold on to. But baby, your destiny is locked up in that dream. Your future is locked up in that dream. God's provision for your life is in somebody. Grab your And for more than 20 years, Brother Stewart, Joseph had to carry that dream with no indication that it would ever come to pass. I'm talking to somebody in the building. For more than 20 years, he had to carry a dream wondering when is it ever going to happen? Is there anybody knows what I'm talking about? He had to keep looking at the dream and then try to figure out how being in a pit and betrayed, how does that line up with God's dream? He had to learn how to live through situations and say, God, nothing that I'm going through right now looks like the dream that you gave me come on somebody people lying about me people falsely accusing me God this isn't what your dream said God this isn't what your word said God this isn't what you promised me now I'm in prison for a crime that I didn't even commit Lord what are you doing to me I thought I was favored I thought I was blessed I've been obedient I've been faithful and Lord what about my dream who am I preaching to in the building have you ever lived in that place before and said what about over 20 years not 20 hours not 20 days not 20 weeks 20 years carrying a dream until finally one day Genesis chapter 41 and verse 14 the Bible says you understand Joseph is at the bottom of the barrel he is locked up and in prison and when he is at his lowest moment Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon see y'all missed that because if you really caught it you'd be shouting they didn't just bring him out of the dungeon they brought him out hastily came to preach to somebody that you're about to enter a season that you're coming out of your low place you're coming out from the bottom of the barrel you're coming out from your worst season you're coming out from your low place but when you come out it's gonna be hastily God's gonna do it quickly God's gonna do it faster than you thought. I 
wish I had a witness in the building. God's about to bring you out on eagle's wings. He's about to expedite your deliverance. He's about to expedite your elevation. Somebody ought to shout, I'm coming out of this. 2024, I'm coming out. And I'm coming out quickly. I'm coming out hastily. I'm coming out faster than I went in. carrying the dream and he shaved himself and changed his raiment put a priority on a clean shave when he got out of bondage and he came in unto Pharaoh and I don't have time to preach every bit of this but when he comes to Pharaoh Pastor Hammond he interprets the dream that nobody else could interpret. Can I stop and preach this for a moment? You see, his gift was that he could interpret a dream. And when he was in the prison, in his lowest state, there were a couple of prisoners that said, hey, you can interpret dreams. We got some dreams that need interpreted. And it would have been very easy for Joseph in the prison to say, I don't feel like operating in my gift. I'm in a bad season of my life right now. I need a break from ministry. I need a break from doing what God called me to do. Can't you see where I'm at? Can't you see the struggle I'm in? How am I going to give to anybody when I need somebody to give to me? But Joseph had a revelation and he said, this is what I'm called to do. And even though it's an audience of two and it's in the venue of a prison, I'm going to let my gift flow and because he let his gift flow in the prison God let his gift flow in the palace I came to tell somebody you gotta learn to be anointed no matter how low you go no matter what you've been through no matter what did I wish I had somebody needs to throw your hands in the air and say Lord use me use me when I'm hurting use me when I'm broken use me when I'm beat up use me when I'm on the bottom if he had not let his gift flow in the prison they would have never known to call him to the palace what you do in your prison determines what you'll be able to do in the palace. I just feel like saying this, the gift isn't about you. Your anointing isn't about you. If you've got a gift to sing, baby, it's not about you or them or they or the situation. Your gift belongs to God and he's trusting you with it. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. You better use your gift. You better sing. You better preach. You better reach whatever God has anointed you to do. I'm going through this, I'm going through that. Welcome to the human club. It doesn't exempt us. He comes out of the prison hastily, quickly. When the one in charge calls for you, no prisoner can delay the process. When your time comes, 
no red tape or bureaucracy or steps or state can keep you or I'm preaching to somebody that when God said it's time nothing will be able to delay you getting elevated before him he interprets the dream and listen to the response of Pharaoh in verse 14 I'm in the same chapter tell your neighbor he's in the same chapter tell your neighbor he's in the same chapter that Joseph's in the prison verse 14 then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon verse 38 and Pharaoh said unto his servants can we find such a one as this a man in whom the spirit of God is and Pharaoh said unto Joseph for as much as God hath showed thee all this there is none so discreet and wise as thou art thou shalt be over my house and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled only in the throne will I be greater than you and Pharaoh said unto Joseph see I have set thee over all the land of Egypt and Pharaoh took off his ring not from his finger from his hand and there's a difference and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about him. He went from prison scrubs to wearing kingly garments. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, no, verse 43. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. He gave him a 100% makeover. He looked different. He sounded different. He had authority. And he got a new whip. And as he's rolling all over the place, Pharaoh said, I am Pharaoh. And without you, Joseph, shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Over 20 years lied on, betrayed, falsely accused, falsely imprisoned over 20 years. And in one chapter, in one moment, as a matter of fact, in one day, God turns it around. I can't get a witness in the building and catapults Joseph all the way to the top. I came to preach to somebody. I don't care how long you've been carrying that dream. When God said it's time, in one day, in one moment, it could be in one church service, one word from God that'll turn your whole situation. In physics, see, he didn't bring him out of the prison and make him a cook and then a kitchen manager and then the manager of the household and then the director of operations. You know what those are? Those are steps. Those are steps to get to the top. But he went from the prison 
all the way to the top. In, in physics, we would call that a quantum leap. Are you with me? We would call that a, what is a quantum leap? A quantum leap is an abrupt change, a sudden increase, or dramatic advance. Quantum leap is rarely used in scientific contexts, but it originated as a synonym of quantum jump, which describes an abrupt transition as of an electron or atom or molecule from one discrete energy state to another. Just as in quantum mechanics, where particles, listen, can jump from one energy level to another without passing through any of the states in between. It describes a situation where what should have taken steps is bypassed and instead of steps it takes a leap I came to tell somebody sometimes you take steps but sometimes God has you take a leap who am I preaching to in the building? Sometimes you gotta work your way, but there are some times that God causes you. Joseph, I'm gonna cause you to leap into your dream. I'm gonna cause you to leap from the prison to the palace. Who am I preaching to in this place? leapt from the prison to the palace. I'm almost done. There is something we know called leap year. Anybody ever heard of leap year? Let me explain because most of us don't understand what leap year really means. Leap year is in existence because the amount of time it takes the earth to complete its orbit around the sun doesn't line up exactly with our Gregorian calendar year. You understand the solar systems, the earth, the moon, the stars were all put in place by the divine hand of God, he hung the moon. But the Gregorian calendar, the, the chronos, was developed by man just trying to measure and incrementize, if that's even a word, the passing and changing of the seasons. And so the, the time doesn't line up the amount of time it takes the, the earth to rotate with the Gregorian calendar year. And so our calendar, the, the, you know, the one that you mark down and you keep track of, the one that you look back and say, I've been waiting for this long and it's been this many years, that calendar is exactly 0.25 or one-fourth of a day off from the solar year. And what this does is it causes our calendar to gradually get out of sync with the seasons. And without an adjustment, the calendar would be off by five hours, 48 minutes, and 45 seconds more and more each and every year. As a matter of fact, after 100 years, the seasons would be off by 25 days. And eventually, the months that we call February and March would feel like summer in the Northern Hemisphere. And so adding an extra day, AKA leap year to the calendar every four years brings our man-made chronological calendar back into alignment with our creator and his divine seasons. 
Joseph leaped. He didn't step from the prison to the palace. He leapt. Why? Because when it looked like his circumstances were out of alignment with what God said, God realigned his timeline with God's divine purpose and dream for his life. Can I remind the Rock Church that 2024 is a leap year. Some of y'all gonna get that in a moment. 2024 is a leap year. God's about to cause us not to step, but to leap for every year. You thought you were falling behind for every season. You thought you were getting behind for every year that the dream looked farther away. For every year that you never thought it would happen. 2024 is leap year. And it's the year that dreams become reality. I wish somebody would jump out of your seat begin to leap your way into 2024. I came to prophesy there's going to be a door that opens that's going to make up for 10 doors that remain closed. There's going to be a blessing that's going to make up for every hard time you've ever been through. This year, God's going to bring you up to speed. This year, you're going to see your dream become reality. I wish somebody would leap, leap, throw your hands in the air. This is my year. Can you see it? Can you see it? Somebody get a hold of your dream. Somebody begin to shout over your dream. Somebody begin to rejoice. Come on. Come on. It's leap year.
building to get as close as you can to the front of this house we're going to move in a corporate response to God's word today this isn't just a word for individuals but this is a prophetic word over the rock church of Fort Myers I'm telling you this church has walked pregnant with possibility this church has been walking pregnant with power and miracles. And this is the year that dreams become reality. Right. This is the year that dreams become reality. And I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being superstitious or trying to be extra spiritual. But our dreams are connected in this house. I said our dreams are, are connected in this house. When, when I watched those testimonies, and I could feel my, my spirit was connected in the same strength that she, Sister Melinda, got. I got the same strength because I'm connected to her dream. And I'm connected to your dream, Brother Carlos. And I'm connected to your dream. And your dream, and your dream. And for the next few moments, we're about to be dismissed in a few minutes. But for the next few moments, I wonder if you could find somebody standing next to you and just put your arm around them or hold their hand, whatever's appropriate. And I wonder if for the next few moments, we could lift our voice in this house and we could dream together one more time. For the next few moments, I wonder if we could tap in to the vision and the dream of this house and start declaring and decreeing. God, it's about to come to pass. It's about to happen. God, it's about to take place. Come on. Would you begin to lift your voice right now? Come on, it's here. It's here. It's here right now. Come on, the dream is yet alive. I know it's been through a struggle. I know the dream has been locked up.
somebody in the Holy Ghost. There's a countdown that has begun starting today. Your dream is getting ready to come to pass. Your dream's about to become reality. There's a day with your name on it. There's a time with your name on it. Come on, lift your hands. Oh, I lost my coat, but I still got my dream. I lost my coat, but I'm still holding on to my dream. Come on. Come on. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never fail me. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness still in your hands. This is my Let's lift our hands. Come on, let's lift our hands and our voices. One more time before we leave, would you mix your faith with the Word of God this morning? Lift your hands as high as you can get them. And somebody just say, Amen. Be it unto me, Lord, according to your Word. Come on. Somebody receive that. Be it unto me uh, according to your word, God. Let it come to pass in my life. Let it come to pass. Come on. Now let's turn that into praise for just a moment. Come on, let's turn that into a praise. Let's turn that into worship for just a moment. I wonder if you could praise him like it's already done. I wonder if you can praise him the way that your dream looks. I wonder if you can praise him the way your dream did. 